So it's recording now and live on Facebook. Says loading. I didn't even know you could do that. Go from Zoom to be live on Facebook at the same time. Yeah, it, that's it, why you you're. Know. That's why you're the expert. <laughs> <laughs> See, share in a group, and the group is coaches host engaging and profitable virtual summits. Next. You should see a sign that says uh, live on Facebook after it finishes. It says uh, Zoom to Facebook preparing live stream. Do you see the uh, live preparing? No. Okay. Okay. Now it says go live. Okay, cool. <laughs> So we should be live. Yeah, I yes, live on Facebook, right? <laughs> Hello, I am here with Lisa, and Lisa has ran 22 Zoom meetings, and she's learned a lot about um, promoting. And I want to know what you've learned from promoting, Lisa. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yes, well, last. It was about last year this time, right? When everything shut down in mid-March and I just wanted to show up for my clients in a bigger, better way that they felt supported and connected. So I started reaching out to everybody, just one-on-one, -on -one, sending messages, audio, texts is one of my favorite things to do with clients. And then I thought, how can I get everyone together just to create community? So that was my first live Zoom session. I called it Coffee and Coaching. And I hosted it on, I think it was Thursdays at noon, my time. And uh, just invited everybody to come and listen and talk and share. I would host uh, with a topic in mind. I think the first one was called the power of intention, just to set an intention for your day now that the world had turned upside down. And I had over, I think that time, 160 people sign up. Wow. And then, yeah, I was like, I think everybody was so like, oh my gosh, what's happening? So, so then the next week I was like, I should just do this again. And I created, you know, half hour of things to talk about or share or teach about as it relates to my business. I am a um, creative mindset coach and a personal branding coach for executives and entrepreneurs. So the next session was about building a personal strategy and how to, you know, now that people who didn't used to work from home were at home, how is it going to work for you with your kids and so again, sharing from that place. So needless to say, I started sharing every week and I hosted these live free Zoom sessions. Um, then eventually I was like, hey, what if, what if I actually like turn this into a group program? So then about a month or two later, I hosted my first group coaching program that I promoted through these co coffee and coaching sessions. And um, I called it your power pack and that filled up, which was great. And then I hosted another group uh, coaching program called the Be Bright Masterclass and then the Be Bright Mastermind. And so things just started uh, moving forward. And because I had created this online platform where I was connecting to my community each and every week live, um, they kept showing up, they kept coming and it, it worked. And there was lots of ins and outs with what, what worked and what didn't work. And I was really flying by the seat of my pants. And, and Erica, I know that you are an expert in how these virtual summits can work and flow. So I am actually excited to learn from you <laughs> uh, more about how maybe I could have done that better but it, it did work out really well for me and my business. It was my most profitable year yet. 
Um, but it was a whole lot of work. It was a total restructure of going from one-on-one -on -one clients and the type of connection and personal relationships you need to build to, to create and generate one-on-one -on -one clients versus talking to a larger group um, and building community and bringing people into group coaching programs. So, so that's kind of how it, 2020 broke down for me. And then I counted it up in December. I had hosted some <laughs> live programs with groups like the American Marketing Association. There's a group called AI Women. Um, another tech group that has a, a women and leadership program within their company. So it started to pick up and gain uh, attention. And so those types of programs I got um, compensated for, which was great. And uh, it, it definitely was a full on learning experience all throughout 2020, which my guess is that it was for a lot of people, particularly coaches and consultants. I really like that um, you saw that things were going slow and you picked up the phone or you put out posts and said, hey, let's all hop on Zoom. I like that you did it weekly. I like that you reached out to other uh, companies for partnerships. That's great. Like, how, how did you know to do that? Is that uh, part of your background or is that something you've always done or that all this came about in 2020? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I have a background in branding and graphic design. Before I became a coach, I had my own brand strategy studio. So doing the marketing, the design, the visuals comes pretty easy for me. Same for you, right? Like we're, we're lucky that we can just like rip it out and create something that's beautiful and engaging and pull people in. So, so that part came easy and I was able to really create things on the fly very quickly. Um, and then in terms of reaching out to people, I think that particularly like in the one-on-one -on -one coaching world, it's about personal relationships. And although people don't call, e call each other as much, um, I know I certainly don't answer my phone as much as I used to, unless I know who it is who's calling. But if it's your coach calling you, um, it's because they want to connect. And so I, I would, I would just make a list of all the previous clients that I had worked with in maybe 2019, 2018. And I called them just to check in and, and see how they were doing and connect. So I think I really put connection at the forefront. And I do, and my guess is other people do too, get better results from direct connection versus sending an email. Because I know if somebody sends me an email at like 8 a.m. in the morning and I'm in sessions all day long and then I've got my kids and then I'm making dinner and, and then I don't get to their email, it's like it's off my first page on my Gmail. I don't see it. So, um, could, you know, starting to generate ways that you can connect with clients in a deeper, more personal way. And I would schedule time for it too on my calendar. I think that there's, and I always share this with my clients when they're, a lot of my um, executive clients are actually moving into an entrepreneurial space. And so we're working together to create that entrepreneurial mindset. And then how do they move uh, their personal brand or business brand out into the world? But there's a big difference between working in your business working with clients, doing accounting, et cetera, versus working on your business, which is marketing time, creative time, brainstorming time, uh, doing that design work, doing things like this. Yes. Uh, where you're not getting the like the immediate ROI, you're not getting quote unquote paid for your time, but you're really planting the seeds um, for the long game. And so I think that's a really great place to notice is how much time are you spending in your business versus working on your business? Yeah. That's nice to hear from a fellow graphic designers. I worked with uh, other graphic designers before trying to get them to move from being a freelancer to a business owner. 
and my I was going to host another summit about um, moving from business owner to agency owner. Um, it was a hard pivot for me. I ran uh, monthly masterminds and they repeatedly told me that they didn't want to uh, be business owners. They just wanted the money that a business owner and an agency owner had. They didn't really want to uh, do much work or hire. They didn't want to pay taxes. Now, all of this was like a shock to me. And my husband had to tell me that I can't have ambition for everyone. And I was like, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so <All right. laughs> I like that you're moving forward. Like, even if you're um, not doing branding and consulting for um, everyone, I like that you're moving forward and uh, still going and still using your skills. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And that makes me feel good to know that another designer is doing more stuff. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's a really fun pivot. And, and even for your clients, like who are moving from a freelance to an agency position, like that's where the money is. Yeah. Right. That's growth. But um, yeah, my big pivot came from when I was the brand strategy studio owner to letting those clients go and saying, no, so I could pursue coaching full-time and it was a pivot. And that happened like when I was maybe 39, 40. So it's possible to totally shift your career and also know that like I didn't give up the graphic design skills, the branding, the marketing, I brought it along with me. So similarly, I actually have a client who is an executive director at an art school in the Midwest. And she is now becoming a creative leadership coach. And, and I was sharing with her, I'm like, you're not a new coach. This is just an additional skill you're adding to your repertoire. You have decades of experience being an executive director with a board, uh, with all of these art schools, students, uh, committees, artists themselves. You bring all that knowledge and know-how to your coaching which makes her very unique, right? I don't have yes. any background working as an executive director on boards. Um, similarly, you with your virtual summit and how you create these for your clients, you bring all the background of being a graphic designer um, and all the other skills and expertise that you bring with you to the table, mm -hmm. which is what makes, I think, you know, a lot of these entrepreneurial businesses so fun because it's always a blend of the founder's previous skills. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I like to tell my clients is that your banner matters. And if you're hosting a summit, all of your banners on all of your social media platforms should be inviting people or at least at the very least letting them know that you're hosting an event. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was something that I kept getting caught up on because there's so many platforms and, you know, and I go, I'd update my link tree on Instagram. I'd put the link there and, and here's not here. I got some questions for you <coughs> because I was doing new sessions every week. So I would create a new lead page to capture email addresses. So then that would connect to my active campaign email host to send them the Zoom link and all the details and the follow-up you know, reminder. And then I would update my link tree on Instagram with a link every week, a new one. And then I'd go make posts on LinkedIn that would talk with my you know, LinkedIn voice. It's not very different than my Instagram voice. I might use some different graphics sometimes. But there was like all these moving pieces I was doing every week. And at one point I even counted up like, how much money am I spending on lead pages, on active campaign, um, and all of the tech that I needed to bring together to host these. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, like in your experience, how can you simplify that process, I guess? So what I'm doing is I'm having everyone come to Facebook, to this group, Coaches Host Engaging in Profitable Virtual Summits. And uh, when you sign up, I have this program called Group Collector. 
it's also an AppSumo, it's in the marketplace, and I think it's about $69. So um, when you sign up, it will take you, well, it'll take your information when you answer those three questions. Um, it will put your name and email and um, your answer to um, how do you feel about virtual summits. And I will have this uh, Google Doc and it'll um, tell me all of those answers. So you sign up for this group, you're automatically in my email and I can send out messages uh, inviting you to more of my events. Mm, okay. And that, what is Marketplace? Do you mean like the App Store? Um, uh, AppSumo, AppSumo.com. You, you can type in uh, in the search bar, um, Group Collector. I like uh, Group Collector because um, it's unlimited. There's also a Group Collector Pro. It has a, a, its own autoresponder, but I like my autoresponder. So it lets me transfer with the CSB and I don't mind that. So. Okay. AppZumo. AppZumo. A-P-P-S-U-M-O.com. Okay. So be careful yeah. because it's addictive. Only take what you need. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like using it in sixty days. Now? Refund it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I was like, how can I simplify that process and not have to create a lead page every time? And mm, AppSumo and Group Collector. Okay. Cool. I do uh, create a new um, Facebook event um, to create this. I haven't found a way to simplify that yet. And I do, um, every time I have a guest, I have a LinkedIn event page and I put that guest on my LinkedIn event page. So those are the um, only two recurring things that I do. All right, maybe I'll do a LinkedIn event page. Cause this year, um, after having done the 22 live Zoom sessions last year, I, I hired a virtual assistant who had a marketing background to help because what I found was all those tech details and making sure everybody had their Zoom link and got their reminder an hour before it went live and the follow-up workbook or whatever it was, um, she got a real handle on how that flow worked, which was great. Um, and then she and I would also go and tackle personally inviting people. So for example, after I hosted an event with the AMA, the American Marketing Association, I would follow up with those folks on LinkedIn to be like, you know, what was your one big takeaway? Um, or, or some type of question to kind of prompt a conversation. And then when the next week would come around and we would be talking about uh, intuitive social media, for example, I would go back into my LinkedIn messages and search for people who uh, I had talked to about the AMA. And then I would personally message them, oh, I'm talking about intuitive social media this week. Please come if you can. So it was a lot of manual work and manual connection, which, which worked, but it does take time and yeah, and, and so eventually it kind of wore me out. <laughs> um, and I, I did gain and create a lot of, you know, one-on-one -on -one clients and a fabulous, fabulous mastermind full of uh, these great women who are so divine in what they're doing and creating. So I'm really, you know, blessed that it worked out. But then now in 2021, I am considering, well, how can I do this in a way that's more sustainable for me? I'm not wearing myself out every week. Um, so I'm looking at Clubhouse and hosting events there or rooms, I guess they call them, um, or a podcast or maybe live LinkedIn moments. I'm curious, I know you love it here on Facebook, but what, what do you see as like upcoming trends or places for people to be hosting uh, large group gatherings in 2021? 
So I just read this this morning and I can't remember a uh, uh, stack marketer. Are you uh, a reader? So this morning they sent an email saying that uh, LinkedIn is having um, a copy of Clubhouse. I'm not sure if you know, but you can leave uh, voice messages in LinkedIn. So that's going to oh, be yeah. your, your profile is going to be attached to uh, your rooms. So if you enter a room, everybody's going to see your profile or something like that. Uh, but I thought that was going to be like the next big thing. That's something that I'm interested in also. So LinkedIn is making their own clubhouse or they're actually yes. part. They're, so they're not partnering with clubhouse. Mm. They're, they're, they're making have... their own uh, space on their platform for just audio. Now, I'm not sure if you're froze or if I'm froze, and if I'm froze, it will restart. <laughs> but uh, I am not sure, and I want to press the refresh button, but I'm not sure if that's going to mess it up on Facebook or not. <laughs> I could uh, check my phone to see if... Oh, there you are. <laughs> Hello. Either I'm back or you're back. It's one of us. <laughs> I think you're back. Yeah, I stayed here. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> I've never had it um, restart this early before. Oh, I really yeah. should oh, get well. able to um, connect to my um, router. <laughs> I know. I did that. Uh, yeah, just in case or like when it starts to storm, <laughs> I always turn it on. Yeah. So, um, LinkedIn having their own audio platform. I think that's going to be neat. Yeah, that's a good idea. Cause then, I mean, I, I spend some time on LinkedIn, um, and, and when clubhouse became a thing, I was like, well, maybe I should spend time on clubhouse, but then, you know, it's like, yeah, sometimes doing all this marketing, it does get exhausting because you just, you're really building for the long game. You're not building for like a direct sale. It's, I honestly, like on Friday last week, I had a woman reach out to me on LinkedIn who I had given a proposal to in late 2019. So over a year, like a year and a half ago. And she's like, I'm ready to move forward now. I was like, wow, right? That's a long game. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I'm curious, I'm curious, can I keep asking you questions? Go ahead. I'm curious, like with these virtual summits, what type of feedback are you getting in terms of like, uh, in essence, like returns and in whether it's clients or visibility or community, how is it uh, turning out for folks that you're working with? Um, the last uh, person I worked with told me they uh, it went really well. They had um, a lot new, the sorry, their promotion I set up for them was um, a LinkedIn event. They built their um, more connections. They got more people into their programs and um, they found a way to retarget um, other events for their events. So they told me it went really well. They wrote me a really nice review. So yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it is going good. Now I just need uh, more clients because <laughs> that, yeah, that was um, <laughs> the beginning of March. <laughs> yeah, this first quarter of 2021, I've noticed has been a, a little different than 2020 because I think people, at least in my world, I see people kind of like, being like, well, what's going to happen now? And what should I, should I wait or should I move forward? And it's kind of this like in between. Keep moving moments. forward. <laughs> Keep moving forward. Yeah. Yes. Cause you're only holding yourself back if you're just like paused and waiting for something to happen. Yeah. That's good feedback there. Yeah, for sure. Do you notice that people are in the, in the virtual summit world, Tell me about like hosting a virtual summit, like with just one presenter or multiple presenters. What are you seeing more of and what's working best? 
So this year, it's, uh, I've had a mix of uh, people doing it on their own and like presenting or teaching. And I've had uh, an actual summit where there's uh, 10 or more speakers. So, mm, that's a lot, yeah. yeah. They both did um, well. So, um, some, one, the person who did the um, uh, teaching, she did it on her own. And the person who did the uh, 10 speakers, um, he did it uh, pre-recorded. So they, they both oh. did pretty well. Yeah, and when you do it with the 10 speakers pre-recorded, is that something that then you organize and you help the clients gather all those videos and then produce it? Well, um, he did his own interviews and I helped with the promotion and I told him about all of his banners, things like that. Mm. Uh, it's um, like on LinkedIn, it's your banner, it's your speaker box. Your speaker box should say, Hey, I'm Lisa. I would like to invite you to whatever your event is. And your feature page, um, your first uh, feature should be an invitation to your event. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, you go to uh, your LinkedIn events. You have your banner for that. You have your logo or your your picture, and you write a description a description about your event, and you post every other day and the days you're not posting you're writing to the people who signed up for your event there's also um, a text box you should invite people to uh talk to you about that event also and besides that <laughs> you go to the search bar you put in your niche like um we work with uh coaches and um consultants you type that in the search bar you uh hit the event button and you look for events that's similar to yours, and then you reach out to um, the attendees of that event. And you don't invite them. You just say, "Hey, I saw that we had this event in common, event in common. So I thought it'd be nice for us to connect." They'll go to your page. They'll see your banner. They'll hear your speaker. They see your your feature. Yeah. So then you're kind of reminding them that, like, "Oh, hey, I'm also talking on this topic." Yeah. Yeah. What is your speaker box? Is that uh, something located on your Facebook page? It's in LinkedIn, um, and you can only um, access it with your phone. So if you want to change it, you have to use your phone, but you can hear it on the desktop. Hear it, meaning that that's the audio part? Yeah. So uh, it's supposed to uh, tell people how to pronounce your name. But I just say my oh, first name right. and then invite them to an event. Oh, I saw that the other day. And I was like, I thought most people can pronounce Lisa. Like, that's not a problem. And I was like, why would I need that? But you, so you use it to be like, oh, Erica Bates. And I am hosting this event about blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's really quick, though. So you can't leave a long message. Oh, and I left out um, the first part about your about page. Before you get into what you're saying, it should be a link to your event. And then your event is an event page on LinkedIn that you, you were saying you keep that event page consistent because you're always just inviting people to this uh, live Facebook on Thursdays. Yeah. So um, my uh, talk virtual page is set up for a year. So I can't change it or else I'll lose all of the people who say they're interested in uh, talk virtual, but uh, you can change it. And now they've added it. So, and like, yay for this, you can um, download your attendees list. And that has their emails on it? Yes. So um, I wrote LinkedIn at least three times asking them, can I please have the names and emails addresses and not make me go through everyone's uh, profile so I can have this. I said, if they're interested in my event, shouldn't I keep them updated on my event? <laughs> so yeah, only took three times. So yeah, yeah that's good. I'm still you. working on a uh, preference form to uh, bring back gluten-free goldfish for my uh, daughter who's allergic to gluten. <laughs> <laughs> I would eat gluten-free goldfish. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> she will eat any kind of goldfish, <laughs> but um, <laughs> she's allergic to all the others. <laughs> Oh man. Uh, how old your daughter? 
She is 12. Oh, he, she or he? She is 12. Her name is Maya. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So is she in sixth grade then? Uh, yes. No, sorry. Mm -hmm. She's in seventh because uh, she's going to be 13 in July. Oh, my babies are born in July too. <laughs> uh summer babies yeah. uh my son is 11 so he's in fifth grade which is why i thought your daughter might have been in sixth grade <laughs> so how do you do your promotions how do you get that um what were what most did you learn about promotions yeah <laughs> that it's a lot of outreach it's and like for coaches too, I think that we have to really be aware of who we're being and the energy that we bring to any conversation, right? We have to like walk the walk, talk the talk. And if you are being a creative mindset leader, being a branding coach leader, then I need to have my energy straight and my you know intuition intact and be elevated. So I spent a lot of time getting into the right mindset and doing the work to do that first and then picking up the phone or making those one-on-one -on -one connections. Because when you're in alignment with who you are, then it makes time just go that much faster and smoother. And so that's a real catch, I think, to notice like before you start doing the promotions, which is really the outer work, you should in my mind, focus on the inner work and who you're being about it. So you can actually enjoy the process and, uh, and show up as the leader that you are desiring to be. So I spent a lot of time doing that inner work first, then the outer work and the promotions. Um, you know, I know I'm a professional graphic designer and I used to use all the Adobe programs a whole whole lot but I tell you what using Canva is really easy so I just started using Canva and their base templates are great especially if you're not a designer um, but adding your fillet your I call it your gimmick like every brand has one gimmick and you get a gimmick limit and that is one and so my gimmick is bright because my company is called Be Bright Lisa. Um, my branding studio is called Step Brightly. So bright, everything's bright. But if I'm both bright and have squiggles and wiggles and like, you know, something confetti, then all of a sudden I become like a children's store or a zoo and I've passed my gimmick limit. So you get one gimmick. And, and just simplify, you know, two colors, three colors, that's it. Two fonts, that's it. Um, and you can work with a professional to do that or just find a style guide on Pinterest, for example, and just um, put what you like there in terms of visuals. And then my suggestion is remove 50% of it and then you're set. So less is more for sure and only have one gimmick. Um, so then because I have that branding background, I was able to do all of those pieces in advance. And then the promotions would come through with my LinkedIn. I try to post at least, you know, twice to three times a week. And then Instagram, I was doing a lot of lives, not live, but stories, um, videos of me. And, um, and then when reels started happening, I would also do reels. So I got really versed at doing, you know, face to camera videos pretty fast. And I would, I've been practicing doing videos since like 20, I don't know, let's say 12, maybe. Um, because as a business owner, especially in professional services, people are actually buying you and your personality and who you are. So the more you show up, the more they can connect with you. And my videos used to be horrible and terrible, you know, like you do them like five times and you still can't get it right. Um, but it's practice, practice, practice. 
So I just kept practicing and practicing. And now I can like shoot a video. It's not professional by any stretch of the imagination, but <clears throat> I can do it twice and be like, cool, this is fine, right? And I'm gonna move forward. Yesterday on Instagram, I saw a woman who I follow and she's like way super, super vulnerable, way out there, way vulnerable in what she shares. And she was saying to show up on Instagram stories live and do not edit, do not re-record, just keep going. And that's the practice is just to keep going and sharing and showing up. So I thought that was kind of cool. I haven't gotten quite there yet. I'll still do like two <laughs> recordings to see which one sounds better. Um, and then I, I did a lot of email marketing. with Instagram that much. So I'm missing out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun. It's a time suck for sure. But even like showing up on Facebook live, you got to do it live and you just do it once. And uh, yeah, you got to show up with that, that high energy. And, and I think mostly the promotions is really just like staying connected and then connecting again and then reminding them again and then sending another email. Uh, the last thing I'll say about that is I also follow Brendan Bruchard, who is, a, you know, yeah, big coach to the stars, but he also <laughs> runs a business influencing program. And I was listening to one of his I think a uh, business influencer summits or something like that, where he said, when somebody gets onto your email list, they've joined for a reason. This is when they're like hot and ready to go. And his recommendation was to send them an email a day for 10 days. And I was like, oh, Brendan, no, I don't know. You're like really bothering somebody if you're doing that. That's a lot of emails and they'll probably just unfollow. So immediately I just like got all up in my head. But what I recognize though, is like whatever Brendan is doing, he's doing it right because look at where he is and look at what he's doing. And so maybe I should send out 10 emails in 10 days. And if they unfollow, cool. Or maybe they just think I really care about them and have stuff to share. So I haven't done it's it yet. a good yet. idea. I it's an idea to try. You got it thinking. <laughs> Yeah, if they unfollow, they unfollow, but. Um, Maybe if you just keep it really short, like right when you said that, I immediately thought uh, my top 10 favorite things about Hey Summit, something like that. And I'm like, just really short. So yeah, I like that. Or even in like what you've shared with your AppSumo, I didn't know about and Group Collector, like just giving like a little tidbit moment where if somebody, I notice this in branding a lot, oftentimes my clients would come to me when their business is three to five years old because they had tried to DIY it mm -hmm. up until that moment. And then they realize, oh my gosh, this is a huge time suck. I can't do this on my own. I need help. And, and my guess is <clears throat> I'd love to hear from you. Like at what point do your clients come to you when they need help? Yeah, that's my first question. When they're very busy, I like that. When they're busy and they know how much this stuff costs and they're not worried about it, they just want it done and they want it done right. I like that they can let go and trust me with it. Like, I appreciate that part too. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then how you've explained kind of like how to get things up and running on LinkedIn. What other types of promotions or reminders do you suggest? So um, another program I like is uh, Book Like a Boss. That's how I book my speakers and some events. Um, I use it for that too. So with Book Like a Boss, you get the SMS uh, reminders uh, via text. If they sign up for it, they get the emails also. So I, I like those reminders. Uh, with Hey Summit, um, it'll send about 20 emails. You can turn them off and on if you want, but um, it's all automated. You set it up beforehand. Oh. So then that's how it will send people reminders that, oh, this is happening in an hour. Yeah. Oh, we're going live now. Yeah. 
So I like That's to set mine up um, 30 minutes before and 10 minutes before. So you get two emails in a day for about each speaker or you can set up for each speaker or uh, for each day it runs in Hey Summit. So I mm. like that. Hey Summit has a lot of um, automations. Well, and that's smart too, because like last year when I ran all these presentations, they were all new and different. So it was new content every time. And it sounds like I was doing double work. I was renaming the talk or the topic. I was creating a new lead page and then creating a new automation sequence. Most of it was copy and paste, but still what you're doing sounds so much smarter because you're <laughs> professional, but it's like you got one event and right. That's kind of like the, the benefit of having a podcast, for example, it's one event that happens on Thursdays. And then you've got your Hey Summit emails that's going to remind people to come <clears throat> at these times and it's all automated. You've got me thinking, do you use a certain email provider or do you do uh, any type of marketing through emails? I have GIST, uh, getgist.com, and I also like um, Synfox. Mm, I haven't heard of either one of those. They're both uh, Absumo deals. I am addicted to Absumo, so yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, sounds like it. Have you ever heard of Zapier? That peer is kind of like a place where you can connect all of your apps together. That was an AppSumo that? deal that I missed. <laughs> oh, because you can get deals that way. <laughs> oh, okay. It didn't yeah, stay long. Because you could, so you're saying, so, so through Zap or through Hey AppSumo, it will give you a, a deal to buy some type of app and promote that app. Oh. Yeah, um, AppSumo is lifetime deals. Um, and that one was like maybe some years ago, uh, Zapier was. Uh, I find it hard to use. I kind of prefer APIs over uh, Zapiers or webhooks. Mm. I like I that you can just that. copy paste the link and then just put it in the uh, API box. <laughs> And then it will push it out to all your places. Yeah. <laughs> API. All right. I'm going to have to look if that that's up. That's what too. you want it to do. Um, APIs are um, set up like a, a static thing. It doesn't move. It just does that one thing. So. Right. Okay. Because I'm, I'm looking at a new email program. I have been on Active Campaign. I've also been on something else and it's like it gets pricey it's like 50 bucks a month and yeah. uh and it's not really intuitive so I'm, I'm looking to move to a new place and um the digital marketing agency i'm working with suggested Flowdesk. have you ever heard of of that email provider yeah. it's beautiful like it's got really beautiful templates um and you can do workflows in it as well and it's definitely a lot more affordable than Active Campaign and Active Campaign had a CRM, which I had intended to use, but I never really got that far advanced. So if you go to AppSumo and you go to the search bar and you type in uh, email, it should give you a list. Um, there's a couple of new ones out there now. I can't tell you which one's uh, good, but Synfox uh, is made by AppSumo. It's, uh, it's very basic but uh, it'll get things done. Okay. Well, I know since you're a graphic designer, you also want it to look beautiful. So yes. my guess is that that will also look beautiful. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Sometimes you, you gotta work with what you have. And my uh, favorite design teacher told me that it is not the program, it's the designer. So. That's true. <laughs> That's sage advice, yes. I like, um, what was it, uh, Canva, but sometimes I really miss layers like this, uh, this talk and talk virtual. Every time I have to recreate it, 
I really miss the layers or I just haven't looked good enough to find where the layers are in Canva. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does like definitely have a flat look to it in Canva sometimes, um, which is a little limiting, but. I like it. I mean, I made this in Canva. I just, um, I don't want to recreate it when I need to move it to another place. I want to um, have it fit in like, a, like I recently put it into YouTube and I couldn't put this into YouTube. I had to rearrange it. So I had to recreate it. And I thought it'd be a lot easier if I can just drag it and stretch it out. Yeah. But I couldn't do that, <laughs> right. so I had to recreate it. Or yeah, I just yeah. don't know how to use Canva. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even just like a copy paste into a new template within Canva. And yeah, you kind of have to, there's some workarounds that would be much simpler in Adobe uh, Photoshop or InDesign. Yeah. But, you know, same thing like Adobe, I have, and it's about what, 50, it's also 50 bucks a month. And, and I find just to do these like quick turnarounds with design work, I just am going to Canva. So I'm using my Adobe products maybe once a week um, for some InDesign work I'm doing, but I'm like, is that worth 50 bucks a month? Yeah. So I didn't buy the CSS suit. I bought elements because everything I could do in Photoshop, I could do in elements. It's just they renamed some of the tools or they've put it in another tool behind it and you got to click on it to um, expand it. Right. So it's a hundred dollars. And uh, I got, I no, it was $50, but I paid a hundred. So I could also get premiere. So um, Photoshop and Premiere are both elements of the standard version. And there's no recurring payment, but it's the same tools. I use Illustrator and InDesign also. So I'd have to, yeah. yeah I'd rather drag out my guides and I know you're not supposed to uh, put text in Photoshop, but I, I do it. <laughs> <laughs> Just as long as it doesn't pixelate, you're fine. <laughs> or rasterize, yeah. I did my uh, aunt's uh, wedding programs in Photoshop, and it um, it rasterized pretty bad, and I was horrified. Oh, no. I was so sad. Oh, no. And, yeah. And she's like, what are you talking about? I was like, you see these little jagged edges? She's like, nobody notices that but you. Oh, like, somebody else is going to point this out. <laughs> yeah, you're like, no, this screams. This ruins it. <laughs> That's it hilarious. hurt my feelings. I feel you. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you on that one. Yeah. Okay. Um, are you planning on running any other um, online events or summits even this year? Yeah. Well, I am hosting a, I'm calling it the Be Bright Virtual Retreat on August, August on April 17th, which is a Saturday morning. We're going to meet for an hour and we're going to go through your clear vision statement. So really getting clear on what it is you want to create and by when and who do you need to be in order to do that. And then Sunday, all the attendees are going to have a digital workbook and journal to do on their own. And then on Monday evening, we're all going to reconvene again and I'm going to share with them a plan, a 12 week plan on how they can actually schedule and create this clear vision. Cause I think that's what happens sometimes is people have these really big ideas and then they're just like, uh, what do I do now? The idea is too big, I don't have time. And then it gets flipped to the back burner but that's not my intention. So yeah, so that virtual retreat is April 17th. So just in a couple weeks here and it's $97, which is the cost of an introductory coaching session with me. And that you also bonus get a 30 minute private one-on-one -on -one session with me as well. So that's the, the next upcoming thing that I'm hosting. And my intention is to um, host more of these sort of longer length virtual retreats yeah. um, throughout 2021. Cause I think they have a bigger impact to, to like really go deeper um yeah so that's upcoming and i'll be happy to share with you the link for that if you want to yeah. include it 
um, in your notes. This sounds great. Um, me being nosy now, will it come with a swag box? Because uh, I see a lot of uh, people coming uh, out with swag boxes. So will there be a swag box or maybe another smart. time? <laughs> no, that's a good idea. And I hadn't even thought of that. I, as soon I, as you said workbook, uh, it made me think there's going to be a swag box. <laughs> I know. Well, for the $97 ticket item, that's a good idea. I do send my one-on-one cli my -on -one clients things throughout the times that we work together, but I've never done. Hmm. You got me thinking now. That's a neat idea. Or even just what like a virtual was... swag box, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see that now. Um, when, when you said um, keep going, I'm thinking a workbook, notebook, um, cork board for um, a vision board, stuff like that. What if it was like $97 to enter and like um, $197 for an, uh, a recording of it and the swag box or yeah. $297 for uh, all the recording and the swag box? I love that because that, <coughs> that way what? Sorry, go ahead. That way um, the first uh, entry level could pay for the swag box. Yeah. I'm throwing out stuff. And here. then, well, and that continues the experience because, you know, doing like, like going deeper and you get this experience over a weekend but then if we're actually continuing it for 12 weeks, my thought was also um, I was going to do a group coaching program that actually helped take people through those 12 weeks together. Um, but I love getting things in the mail. I love getting like tangible moments. Uh, one of the people I was working with, actually I have it right here, just sent me this aura deck. It's like a tarot card deck set. Oh. Um, yeah. So there's lots of like little cool items to, you got me thinking now too. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I guess we should uh, wrap up. It's almost um, coming up on an hour. So you're going to place uh, a link um, in our, uh, I guess our live here and let us know the uh, date and time and a sign up link. Yep. Hooray. Um, where can we uh, find you uh, besides that link? Are you, uh, you said Instagram or is it Facebook? Yeah, I'm not on Facebook often, but I am on Instagram at B Bright Lisa, B E Bright Lisa. And you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, just search for Lisa Gio and you spell Gio G U I L L O T or bebrightlisa.com and you can learn more about me and yeah feel free to reach out and connect i'd be happy to all right well thank you for your time lisa this has been fun yeah thanks so much i've enjoyed chatting with you all right <laughs>